0: Welcome to Liquor & Liqueur Connoisseur, where I drink, discuss, and discover the world of distilled spirits. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. This is episode 15, and I'm drinking Stro 160 Spiced Rum. For each episode of Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur, you should expect that I'll be well-researched and educational, also entertaining and consistent. This podcast is a show where I drink more. I really enjoy the flavors of distilled spirits, and so I'm trying them from all over the world and sharing my experience with you, my listener. I chose Stro for this episode because in episode 14, the previous one, I featured the lowest proof spirit that I've covered thus far. Aperol is only 11% alcohol by volume. Stro is a mighty 80% alcohol by volume, so I'm swinging way the other way. It is straight up flammable. Stro had caught my eye because of the high proof and also the bottle is a bit unique, so I'll describe that here in a minute. Also for this episode, I need to thank Niche Import Company, which is the U.S. distributor for Stro out of Cedar Knolls, New Jersey. They've provided me with this bottle for this episode, so my thanks goes out to them for allowing me to share Stro with you. Stro 160 comes in a 750 milliliter bottle. It is 80% alcohol by volume, making it 160 proof. That's the reason for the 160 on the label. It retails for about 35 bucks. And Stro 160 is a high-proof spiced rum. Let's open this bottle up and give it a try. But before I open it up, let me describe the bottle a bit because that was one of the things that drew me to Stroh, to want to try it. It's packaged in a brown glass bottle, which is meant to emulate the hip flasks wore by hunters and others in the countryside during winter. Stroh is from Austria. The bottle has a concave back, and it's a stubby, disproportionate small neck compared to a wide, flat shoulder. The label around the neck says, caution, flammable. The back label reads, Stroh 160, the iconic spiced rum made in Austria. This secretly kept recipe remains unchanged since 1832 and guarantees a most unique taste adventure. So, let's try this most unique taste adventure. Here we go. Metal screw cap. I'm going to be tasting Stro neat uh, in a nosing glass as I do all distilled spirits on this podcast. However, at 80% alcohol by volume, I'm not going to have much. So a light pour. That should do it. The nose is quite amazing. Just the pour, I get really strong baking spices. I expected it just to burn, but it's not that way at all. And in the glass, the color, it's mahogany, almost orangey red. It is artificially colored. I'll talk about that in a bit, but yeah, the the color is distinct. But the nose, let's give it a proper proper nosing. (coughs) Gotta about burn my nose hairs off. Gotta not take too big of a whiff. So, if I remember how to properly nose a high proof spirit, I want to get at the bottom forward lip of the nosing glass and allow more of the ethanol vapors to escape from the top. And in doing so, I get very strong butterscotch, kind of caramel, as I mentioned before, baking spices. It's really good. It it smells like fruitcake, I guess is the way to describe it. Yeah, fruitcake. And swirling in the glass, the artificial color nature of it, just like the little droplets that stick, they're vivid. Okay, moment of truth. Let's give this a taste. Here we go. <clears throat> That's strong. But the flavor is really good. I get a a burning, kind of letting it (sighs) settle down. Um, Butterscotchy, caramely fruitness to it. Obviously a lot of strong uh, kind of alcohol to it, but... Uh, The flavor is quite good, which is surprising. I expected it to just be all burn, no flavor, but it's very strongly flavored, but nicely so. And now that I've allowed it to settle a little bit, I did very much notice my tongue kind of going numb, the sides of my tongue, uh, just the high proof nature of the spirit, but the flavor is very good. I am more than pleasantly surprised that this tastes so good. Another interesting thing I'm noticing with Stroh is the viscosity. It's very thin feeling It's because it's mostly ethanol. And I don't believe I've tried a spirit this high proof before. So the mouth feels very different. It doesn't feel like a liquid so much in your mouth. It's just more of feeling a sensation of vapor even. So let's jump into history. As I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, Stroh 160 is an Austrian liquor. The company was founded by Sebastian Stroh. In 1832, he began making liqueurs in a part of Austria known as the Levat Valley. He apparently died at some point because the next reference I found was in 1857 when his widow, Maria Stroh, set up her own production facilities in a town nearby named Klagenfurt. Maria Stroh's production facilities were producing a number of liqueurs and liquors, and the Stroh rum was one of them. In 1900, it won a gold medal at the Exposition Universal in Paris, which was a significant award. Maria remarried, and the gentleman she married had a last name of Maurer, and he seems to have taken over operations once they were married. In 1969, Hanno Maurer Stroh, which was a fifth generation descendant of the founder Sebastian Stroh, took over the family business and in the 1970s positioned Stroh as the most successful Austrian brand in the international spirits market. Due to the popularity of the spirits and steadily increasing demand abroad, the production capacity was continually increased in the 70s and into the 80s, and the current factory buildings in the outskirts of Klagenfurt, where Maria set up her production facilities, were built. And then thanks to successful export in German-speaking countries in particular, Stroh became the best-known Austrian brand in Germany in the following years. In 2001, a gentleman named Harold Burstein took over as management for the company, and then about seven years later in August of 2008, he was able to buy out Stroh. And since then, Stroh has been 100% privately owned by an Austrian owner. Stroh is labeled as and sold as a spiced rum. And this is in part due to a legal definition of what is rum throughout the world. In Austria, it's referred to as an inlander rum or a domestic rum. The reason for this is that Austria in the 19th century, being the 1800s, lacked colonies and thus lacked cheap access to sugarcane or molasses, and imported sugar or Caribbean rum was therefore expensive. To get around this lack of access, they developed their own domestic rum using sugar beets with added flavorings and colorings to make it taste like rum, calling it a domestic rum or an inlander rum, and the inlander has an umlaut on the A. This designation distinguished it for Caribbean rum or true rum that was distilled from sugarcane or molasses. The flavors added to an inlander rum are the flavors that we associate with artificial rum flavor. So if you go to the store and you buy a non-alcoholic rum flavoring for baking, it mirrors a profile that you get from stro and these flavors are butterscotch and vanilla heavy, and it really smells of baking spices. I mentioned in the tasting, it smells like fruitcake. European Union regulations now stipulate though that an inlander rum or domestic rum be made from 100% sugarcane molasses in Austria. Austria doesn't grow sugarcane, but uh, it's rumored the sugarcane comes from India, which is geographically close to Austria, and India produces about 20% of the world's sugarcane. So it's seems likely that this is the source of the sugarcane. So Stro 160 is indeed made in Austria from 100% sugarcane. So that makes Stro a rum. However, they add flavors to it and essentially adulterate the product so it doesn't meet a legal definition for true rum in a lot of the world. So it is sold as spiced rum, which doesn't have the same legal protection. The EU designation does make Stro a domestic rum that is geographically protected protected. protected Austrian specialty product that's unique in the spirits world. So an Inlander rum by EU definition is only something made from 100% sugarcane in Austria in this geographic area. So that is Stro. In the U.S., the label states ingredients on the front label, and this is quite uncommon with most liquors and liqueurs, usually they're secret recipes, but I have a feeling it's due to the legal definition of rum. So here's what the front label says the ingredients are. Rum with artificial flavor, certified colors FD&C yellow number 6, FD&C red number 40, FD&C blue number 1, and FD&C yellow number 5. So, it's rum with artificial flavors and a slew of artificial colors. As I mentioned, the tasting of it, it looks artificial, but doesn't taste bad. Stro 160 is the only Stro rum available in the US, and the label, the 160 refers to the proof. In Europe, the label refers to the alcohol by volume number, so Stro 160 is sold as Stro 80 in Europe. European markets also get a Stro 60, a Stro 40, I've seen a Stro 54, so they have various levels of proof. We just get the High Proof 160 here. And today Stro is the leading High Proof Spirits brand in Austria, sold in more than 40 countries, and they have revenues around 12 million euro. So, how is Stroh made? I don't know much more about it other than what I found with the EU regulations, that it is distilled from sugarcane in Austria. They are adding flavorings to it and artificial colors. I doubt it's aged much, if at all. The artificial colors give it that color you would get from barrel aging. I suspect it is straight out of the still, bottled at the appropriate proof and given the popularity i'm sure it is a volume robust commercial affair production of stro 160 so then what do you do with Stro? How do you consume it? What's it good for? Liquor and liqueur connoisseur is not meant to be a cocktail show, and Stro is used in some cocktails, but it's not really a cocktail liquor. It's certainly not meant to be consumed neat. You might on a dare do a shot of it, but uh, that would be foolish because <laughs> it is very strong. What Stro is used for is traditionally in Austria and German-speaking parts of Europe, it's used for a holiday dessert referred to as a rumtoft, which literally translates to rum pot. Rum pot is a practice of soaking fresh fruit in a pot of high-proof rum, i.e. stro 160, along with some sugar, and then you let it sit and mature for months. So from summer until winter, you'll have a fresh harvest of berries. You'll put them in this ceramic cookie jar looking thing. There's a lot of posts on Stroh's Instagram and social media showing decorative rum pots that people use. They're various ceramic containers, and so you'd fill them up with your fruit, your rum, and some sugar. Then around the winter holidays, this is eaten like a compote on desserts. It's apparently really good on ice cream. Uh, goes good on waffles and different desserts like that. So you have a high-proof compote. Stro is also popular in after-ski drinks. There's a Jaeger tea, which is the practice of mixing Stro with some black tea. Actually, Stro bottles a Jaeger tea at a lower proof that is kind of premixed. It's Stro spiced rum with some black tea. Stroh 160 also has found a home in some tiki drinks that call for high-proof rum, substituting for a traditional Bacardi 151, and because it's flammable, it also is great for a flambe. But I think far and away, Stro is primarily used for baking. Stro's YouTube channel is nothing but recipes. Video after video showing cookies and cakes and pastries, where there's a little dash of Stro added for rum flavoring, so it is very much used in baking. I think Stro would be a key ingredient in a fruit cake. And I suspect that I shall be baking with most of the rest of this bottle. I'm not likely going to drink any more neat, maybe a touch here or there, and maybe mixed in a few drinks, but I'm going to try baking with it. So in summary, what do I think of Stroh? I am very pleasantly surprised with it. It is really high proof. It burns, but the flavor is really good. It's spectacular, actually. You know, maybe diluting it to more of a traditional 80 proof would be better and more consumable, but the high proof nature of it adds an appeal. So that's going to do it for this episode of Liquor & Liqueur Connoisseur. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. Again, thanks go out to Niche Import Company for hooking me up with this bottle of Stroh 160. Please subscribe and share. Show notes are on Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur. You can also find the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. The show's on social media. I'm active on Facebook, Instagram, and occasionally Twitter. Please leave me your feedback, questions, comments. If there's a Liquor or the Liqueur you'd really like me to feature, please let me know and reach out. And as always, thank you for listening.